Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. MSN points to nine common reverse mortgage scams, but are they? Paying back a reverse mortgage, bank rate misses the mark. And Fortune.com says a supply shock is about to hit the housing market. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of October 4th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Bad actors sometimes target seniors with misleading claims about how our reverse mortgage works, writes MSN, in nine common reverse mortgage scams. Because reverse mortgages can be a ready source of cash, fraudsters might encourage seniors to apply by making misleading claims or committing outright fraud. And some of these pitches include, one, you can delay Social Security. A fraudster may tell a homeowner to take out a reverse mortgage at age 62 to make up an income gap while delaying Social Security benefits to age 70. The CFPB, or the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, has found that the cost of a reverse mortgage exceed the cumulative increase in Social Security the homeowner would receive by delaying benefits. And folks, if that is a marketing strategy you've been using, I would highly recommend against it, especially with the CFP's publication. Number two, you can buy a home with no money down. And that scheme, con artists, often with the help of straw buyers, purchase a distressed or abandoned property, then recruit seniors to purchase the local cost home by transferring the deed to them for no exchange or money. The seniors move into the house and the swindlers help themselves with the heckam lump sum payments that are based on an inflated appraisal. Three, you can get free quote unquote income. In reality, you're receiving loan payments, not income, which is why the money you receive isn't taxed. Income is a word that should never be used with reverse mortgage proceeds, I would add. Number four, you can trust us. Celebrity spokespeople lend credibility to their advertisements, and the product spokesperson touting could be legitimate, and you might even like or trust the celebrity's claims, but be sure to do your homework before committing to an offer. I have to point out, just because you see a celebrity promoting reverse mortgages does not mean it's a scam. At least they made some distinction. Number five, you don't need to involve yourself spouse. If you're older than your spouse, be wary of being steered or pressured into being the only borrower because if you pass before your spouse does, the loan will become due and payable and your spouse's security in the home would be threatened. Number six, sign here. Yep, just sign these documents with blank fields. Of course, none of us would want to present that to a borrower and a homeowner should never sign any paperwork that is not completed. Number seven, you can make home improvements. Nothing wrong with home improvements, I would add myself, but if a contractor or a home improvement professional is suggesting a reverse mortgage, be careful. Number eight, you can invest this money in a money maker. Using the proceeds of a reverse mortgage for investments in annuity or life insurance policy or stocks is strictly prohibited. And number nine, you won't lose your home. Now, the language makes it sound like you need the loan in order to avoid foreclosure, but as you, our listeners, know, you can, in fact, lose your home with a reverse mortgage if you violate the terms of the loan or fail to make the payments on your property charges in a timely manner. Bank Rates' Ben Luthie writes about paying back a reverse mortgage. And here are the four ways Bank Rate lists that you can pay back a reverse mortgage. First is to sell the home. 
Second is to refinance the reverse mortgage in a traditional loan, but don't forget, you're going to start making payments on the new loan to keep that house. Third is to take out a new mortgage. If the borrowers or heirs want to keep the home, they can simply take out a new mortgage loan on the house to pay off the reverse mortgage balance. And number four, provide a deed in lieu of foreclosure. If the borrowers or heirs don't meet the repayment requirements, the lender may choose to foreclose on the property to sell it and recoup losses. One way to avoid that process is to provide the lender with a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Perhaps that's a process you have personally assisted a homeowner in completing. One very important option is missing. That is not paying back the mortgage loan in full, but to make partial payments each month or even intermittently. And this has a number of advantages. One, it gives a homeowner the ability to structure flexible payments that fit their goals and cash flow capacity. Second, it helps reduce the ultimate loan balance due when the loan is terminated. That's an advantage for those wishing to pass on the home's equity to heirs or having equity to invest in another home. Three, it increases the Heckam Loans available line of credit or principal limit, which may be used in the future. And four, for those using a Heckam line of credit to help offset distributions not taken from investments during a down market, that strategy allows them to pay back the Heckam withdrawals over a period of time. This episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To thank our sponsor, click on the banner on this page or go to openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. And in our final story this week, fortune.com writes, a supply shock is about to hit the housing market, writes Lance Lambert. He writes, homeowners should have gotten more help back in 2008. At least that's become the consensus among economists in the decade since the financial crash and subsequent foreclosure crisis. Democrats and Republican lawmakers alike came together to protect struggling homeowners by creating a COVID hardship forbearance program. But on September 30th, the expanded mortgage forbearance program finally began to wind down, something that will have far-reaching effects on the broader economy and housing market. At its height, the program protected 7.2 million homeowners. Now there are just 1.5 million borrowers protected by the program. While some of these borrowers will be ready to resume their mortgage payments, others won't. In fact, the real estate industry is already preparing for a supply shock. Hundreds of thousands of these currently protected homes could soon be put on the market. Just don't expect that supply shock to come via foreclosures. Almost all of these borrowers have positive equity in their homes. So instead of foreclosing, like the underwater 2008 homeowners, most can simply list their homes for sale. And if the housing market remains as red hot as it is today, that means those homes could sell within a matter of days or hours. Fortune.com's columnist writes, at first glance, one and a half million homes may not sound like a lot. However, at the most recent count, there are only 1.3 million homes for sale, according to the National Association of Realtors. So even if a fraction of those homes currently in forbearance opt to list, it creates something of a supply shock in the market. A flood of new inventory that's going to change conditions in the housing market, Chris Glenn, an economist at Zillow, told Fortune, it's taking the foot off the pedal a bit. Not all the borrowers are getting kicked off the program at once. Instead, they'll be phased out in monthly chunks throughout 2022. But the largest group, they're coming first. An estimated 452,000 borrowers will leave for parents on September 30th. That followed by 287,000 
in October. And that's why the industry is watching closely on how it may impact the supply and the values of homes today. But the big question is how many of these borrowers and forbearance will actually list their homes for sale? That's something Glenn and other researchers at Zillow attempted to answer. They recently published a study that estimates 25% of the 1.5 million borrowers set to leave forbearance will opt to list their home for sale rather than resume mortgage payments, and that would add an additional 211,700 homes for sale on the market this fall. However, there are signs that the housing market is beginning to lose some of its momentum, something that I've reported on our Monday show, the Industry Leader Update, and also on this podcast. Nevertheless, writes Lambert, there's widespread consensus in the industry that the market can easily weather 25% of forbearance borrowers listing their homes. Glenn calls that more of a rebalancing. But what if Zillow's prediction is wrong and more than 25% in forbearance put their homes for sale? What if a portion of these borrowers who stayed in the forbearance program are in a worse financial position today? If that estimate turns out to be low and the actual percentage of forbearance borrowers who choose to list their home for sale is closer to 50%, then Zillow researchers write, the housing market would see a significant deterioration from current conditions. And that concludes another episode of Heckam World Weekly. If you have comments on this week's show or suggested topics, be sure to email us at info at If you're on iTunes, you can listen and subscribe there as well. To watch our weekly video commentary and analysis, be sure to go to heckamworld.com. And also, we are expecting the publication of our top 100 Heckam Lenders report should be out on Monday, October 1st. But again, that'll depend if we get the HUD data for that report on time and in good order. Thanks again for joining us and have a great week.